When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. Alan had his birthday party this week, and it was on Thursday. We had a wonderful time. He got, it was one of the best parties I've ever been to because he had a whole spread of Chipotle, which you got to make your own burrito. And I was almost in tears. I looked forward to it literally all day. And you also, of course, had a spread of can, our favorite. did. Our favorite THC infused beverage. People loved it. I mean, we had had a bunch of queens over literally and figuratively uh, drinking the can beverages. And it was, it was fun. Yeah. I've been been bringing them everywhere. Every party I go to, I bring some can and people really enjoy it and i yeah i know that sounds like an ad but they are our sponsors. it really isn't people genuinely fucking love yeah. It. yeah 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 i know i'm always like a little proud i'm like yeah they're good right they're good well it's nice well, to be able to turn people onto something who are like well i don't just want beer and yeah. two of the you people know? two of the people that we turned on with this drink which the three of us all know my good 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 family friends colleen and marty they're great right. they're 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 a little bit older and i'm not gonna say the age but they're sure. they're up there in the senior moments and yeah they yeah. came over and they had never had a canned beverage before and they were a little right. leery at first they were like yeah. what is this canned beverage? apprehensive so they split one they split one of the tiny cans they drank it they had so much fun they split a, they split another one yes. they were sitting by the pool <laughs> feeling themselves yeah talking about <laughs> Probably talking about, I don't know what they were talking about. Yeah, you guys talked to them more than I did. What, yeah, I was I very I busy. Yeah. For a little while. We had a, we had a great chat. But yeah, so that's, I mean, that's a good example of how can is good for anyone aged 21 yeah. to 91. Well, they're not 91, but yes. I'm, so I'm just saying, it's like, you know, when board games are like ages three to 103, yeah. they don't mean 104 <laughs> is excluded. They mean anyone. Well, 104, you should be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I know, Alan, you wanted to talk a little bit yeah. about. <laughs> so one of the things that like what I what I love about sort of cannabis and the, the sort of legalization of cannabis. And we had that episode a couple of weeks ago where we had Paul Scott on, who he was a big yeah. leader in the legalization right. of cannabis. But when that movement sort of started, a lot of sort of celebrity companies started in the wake of legalization mm-hmm. in various states. And one of the first 
celebrities to have a cannabis <laughs> company, which is to me, like this is more an Elliot and I's sort of lane I was gonna here. Say, I did not know of this. Whoopi Goldberg had basically a vagina cream, a cannabis <laughs> vagina cream. For, for cramps. For cramps. And, it, and it's a very popular thing. I mean, the the yeah. using sort of creams and stuff, cannabis infused creams. I mean, Meryl Streep talked about it on the Colbert show using for, um, foot cream, like cannabis foot cream stuff too. So oh, like, wow. for it's a popular cramps? thing. For but, but Whoopi cramps. had it for menstrual yeah. cramps. Yeah, which Got it. I was surprised that Whoopi had still had yeah. menstrual cramps That's when she great, was promoting this product. Great point. But yeah, so Whoopi had a, a sort of a cannabis company. I don't think she was the first celebrity to have it, but like mm-hmm. she had it and it's, watching the interviews, they even did a whole segment on The View about- Yeah, but they couldn't fully explain- Exactly. What was happening, which was hilarious, <laughs> dancing yeah. around the fact that it was uh, THC infused and Whoopi's like, it's great for, you know, for women's health. Like it's just, it's, it was so funny. <laughs> that is so, and I, I, I don't know why I just, I just find it, it's such a funny image to me mm-hmm. to like, uh, like imagine like just take, like, I guess putting a cream on your vagina for some reason, like is an, a funny image to me. Uh, and like also the feeling also said, cream. You also it also sounds like you said vagina, which I fucking love. Virgina. Oh, it's so funny you say that because I was thinking over the weekend how when I was a kid I called it a vagina. Did you call it that? <laughs> no, you just word. did. You just did. I think I just called it a vagina, but uh, <laughs> oh my god. I'm, I'm no, I mean, there's I, also there are creams for like there are vaginal creams. Oh, yeah, I don't are. know why. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. But I have like, this mental image me. of like yeah. Whoopi sitting there taking a big swoop of the cannabis <laughs> vagina cream right, right. and just like rubbing it on like it's lube and her just sort of like literally le- like like legs spread just being oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. relaxed <laughs> now. Eating some Doritos or something, having the munchies. Yeah. There's a clip of her at a press, co- uh, doing press for a Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> yeah. and she's sitting there with Amber Riley from Glee yeah. and Whoopi's like trying to explain the brand, you know, and even the, <laughs> even the, even the reporter says like, she says like, you know, for the thing that you make that with, let's say Mary Jane, you know, and Whoopi's yeah. like, talks to Amber Riley. She's like, they didn't have the thing. They, they had something like this in the sixties, but it's for with, cramps for your vagina. It's and Amber it Riley's is, like, so it, <laughs> is, <laughs> it is surprising though. I will say in that video, it was surprising <laughs> that like, there aren't many products for women. It's crazy. For, yes. I mean, they, mm. Like there have been two invented in like the past hundred years. It's wild. She just said that the last one was made in 1963, which is insane. Yeah. And the one before that was like 18 something. Oh. Wow. Yeah, yeah I, had a, I had a crazy one recently. I mean, this is a little bit of a tangent, but like I, uh, I, uh, I told a doctor I have 12 drinks a week and he's like, that's fine. That's like a perfectly normal amount yeah. uh, that I drink 12 a week. And then I told a female friend of mine about that. And she was like, oh, I drink less than you. And I've had doctors tell me that's too much. And I was like, why would that be? And she's like, oh, doctors are uh, like less accepting of women drinking. Yeah. Less accepting of women doing anything. Doctors anything. are anything. So we're going to talk about that a little bit yeah. in the last segment. In the, oh, in the, use. In the, oh, just, use. Just to save it, bitch. we're giving a little bit of a spoiler for, I, I, the, yeah, final, yeah. for the final I'm, segment. I'm but it's foreshadowing, Alan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no. there are, since Whoopi, there are a yeah. lot of celebrity cannabis companies coming out, yes. which is kind Seth of like- Seth Rogen has one, which is a pretty popular thing. Snoop has one. Yeah, <laughs> of Who course knew Melissa, has Melissa one. Etheridge has one, I did not Melissa know Melissa Etheridge's is right like up blew me away. I mean, I didn't, yeah, I mean, she's she's begging for people to come to her window now. Like she, <laughs> yeah. come to my window, buy some ganja. Um, Jim Belushi yeah. has one. 
Yeah. Jim I was blown away by Jaleel White, Urkel, having one. Yeah. Oh, Urkel. Yeah. Doesn't he, he have a big his... dick or something? Does he? I thought I, I heard I thought I heard. I mean, no, I'm not. I'm fully here for Urkel Dick. I I'm think sure yeah, even, yeah. If, even if Urkel didn't, Stefan did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not even joking. We're here with Freckle. (laughs) We're here with Freckle. Wait, Uh, wait, 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 wait. wait. Our guest (laughs) just did the joke that Brent does every episode to Elliot without knowing (laughs) probably that Brent does this every fucking episode. That's funny. (laughs) Hello, Freckle. Hi. How are you? It's you. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just coming off a farm. <laughs> I was up in a on a farm up in Portland. Um, <laughs> nice. Singing to cows, baby cows, and mm. holding chickens. And now, wait, what brought you to the farm? Yeah, what brought you to Portland? My dear, dear friend of many, many years, Reed Ewing. He, uh, you guys might remember him from the as the boyfriend on Modern Family. Mm-hmm. Um, he bought a farm and in Portland and has these animals. And I, uh, I just, ha- I said, I have to be there. I, somebody has got to sing to the cow. <laughs> and so I, I went up and we, we, we write together. We make art. Mm. Um, we make music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, Portland has the most strip clubs of any city in the United States. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And the gay strip clubs we went to called Silverado. Ooh. And they had karaoke and strip strippers. Mm. And they are uh did they beautiful. have karaoke mm. stripping though? Mm. Good question. Well, one of the see, here's the, here's where I fucked up, and this is a lesson for everyone. Mm-hmm. I there was a stripper and he had like curly hair, um, and he was doing the moves and he was cute and great. And I had gotten ones because I got 20 out, got ones and I gave them to my, my buddies were a little um, mm-hmm. uh, more shy than I am. Let's sure, say. Sure. And so I was like, here are your ones. You tip, you have to tip the strippers. You right. know, that's how it goes. They need it. Right. And so I had the ones and then I had another 20 and he, we, there was lap dances, but it was behind a, like a silk, curtain yeah okay. or like you could see the silhouette of the people and i was oh, like God. i don't want to do that that's <laughs> yeah. too much i don't want yeah. like my boner is gonna poke someone's eye out mm-hmm. you know i just mm-hmm. not not I today can't, I, I really can't imagine i mean I, I just can't imagine the the joy of a lap dance i feel oh, like it's it, so fun i love it so much the joy it feels joyless to me the idea of like somebody no. being forced to dance no. for money so ironic to hear from elliot but yeah it's so hot i, don't I love it you give money and i want the full-on like please make me feel so uncomfortable i want to be uncomfortable yeah. oh, right right God. Yeah. I, I I get it. I just don't want to be watched while experiencing. It. Exactly. Do you know what yes. I mean? Like That's I, exactly that me, what I think. Yeah. yeah. That would make me uncomfortable. Or two, what I never understood in going into it, and I mean this even with like straight strip clubs, because there's tons in like LA. I'm in Silver Lake yeah. right now. I'm like, what do you do with your boner? Like I don't get it. Like so, you get a boner because yeah. that's what sure. it's about, right? You get aroused, and then what do you? Do? You, you just, just like hope well, you're not wearing tight jeans. Let me yeah. let me ask you okay. this. Let me ask you this. What would one always get, especially for straight guys, would one get a boner and just like obviously figure out somewhere to put it, you know, tuck it up, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Or is it the kind of thing where they're allowed to rub themselves through their pants no, I mean, or even no. more than that, even more than that, more importantly, I guess it, it what, how weird is it that your friends 
are, are watching gay, you get straight, a whatever boner, are watching yeah. you get a boner yeah, in your yeah. jeans. I, I don't understand yeah, it. I, I don't understand mm. that either. That's lost on me. Now, if the general collect and the fact that there's no real answer to it also gets me like yes. if if it was like if it was known that you go in this room, you get a boner and then you come. Or right. Jack sure. off or whatever. Sure. Yeah, yeah. sure. Like, oh, okay, okay, fine. That's what it is. Right. I'm just like, what is a lap dance? You get the word blue balls. Blue why, are we, yes. why are we so upset about our friends seeing our boners? I want to see all my friends. Oh, I don't like, want to see to, like, my boner. If no. I go, if I go to like a like a sex party <laughs> okay. or something, it's like I'm gonna run into a friend or if like go with friends, you know, I'm gonna see them doing things. Do you go it's to like, a lot of sex parties? Great I mean, question. not a lot, you know what I mean? But like the ones that I have gone to, I've, gone I've been friends and like two. I've seen friends, you know, you see friends, you know what I mean? Wait. Like it's a it's yeah, it's a moment. Freckle, what were your sex party experiences like? Well, I mean, I um, I imagine that you guys know who I am because of Caleb Gallo, the the show from yes, twenty Brian, years ago. Brian Jordan Alvarez's YouTube show. That was I like know you from yeah, American I Idol. Not, Sorry, like, yeah, we, we, Brian Jordan all... is a very sex positive person, and I think he talks about being having been a go go dancer, and you know, he was like, you know, Freckle, you really need to like experience things, and like, who's gonna say? No? First of all, I don't, I'm not into sex parties. Like, it's not mm-hmm. my style, but. I'm not going to say no because <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say no to anything. Right. You know, right. I want to experience it all. You're so the yes-ander. first time I went, I like kept my clothes on because I was like, oh my God, this is, I can't. I got nervous. I got shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I fucked that. And it's like, if you don't take the clothes off right away, you're like, oh, then well, you're now right. I can't. Might as well just keep them on. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I was you're, in that great. You're stuff. Melissa McCarthy like, in every movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. And then another time we went down to San Diego. Oh, I'm probably revealing too much information at this like nice house of the pool and stuff. And I was like, I'm doing it. And I think I like had a few shots mm-hmm. and I was just like, bam. And you know what? It made me feel good. It made me, I looked in the mirror. I was like, I felt like a rock star. I was like, yeah. I am sexy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful that Brian brought me to a sex party, but um yeah, what was the thing about sex party? Yeah. Oh, but I didn't know anybody. I didn't yeah. know. Anybody. Yeah. Oh, that's but Brian great. and I are like brothers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what yeah. I mean, though. Like, you go with a friend, like, you know, you wouldn't necessarily be in, like, at a strip club, too. Like, you wouldn't necessarily be embarrassed by them seeing a massive boner in your pants while you get a lap dance. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. it, it, even though you don't necessarily well, I just want wonder about the other people. Like, a sex party, yeah. you're already at the level of, like, you're in someone's house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, be, I feel like you might as well be at Target, a strip club or Target, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. and you I've have a boner. Like, yeah, I feel you're like in public. Very, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, Alan was mentioning before that obviously, yes, that you sort of uh, you were in uh, Caleb Gala, which had a huge following. Hello, you were sort of yeah. meme. Oh, yes, very clear still does. Show. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you got you got memed from that show, right? <laughs> your or gift, memed or gift or both. I did. I didn't really know what gifts or memes were really because I'm, you know, um, a space cadet. I guess I. My the line I wrote sometimes things that are expensive or worse was made into a meme, mm-hmm. and then memes go viral I guess because people share memes, but also memes become viral because people fill in the they make them their own. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's so a, it became this thing where it was like sometimes got straight and are worse or something. Right. It's just like mm-hmm. right. totally changes the content of the words, but yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. But you yeah, said- which was cool. And I think it has the original one has to have an impact for it to get to that point, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The the whole I mean the art the, the the world and the life and the shelf life of a meme is a its own like subject worth studying in like academia mm-hmm. because it's so totally. it's a recent thing. 
but it also, you know, it represents the idea of like democratized art that gets repurposed and repurposed and repurposed and recontextualized. And the more it gets pixelated, you know, the more it right. gets pixelated. It's a the, sharing the thing. Yeah, yeah a, a reposting thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which means it's affecting culture. So yes. it is effective as an art. Like, yes. I think you're absolutely right. Look at the I Real Housewives internet, of Beverly Hills woman with the cat. Like that, that, that meme, that picture is so sort of like ubiquitous with like the internet and being angry at something. And mm -hmm. it's just, it's what, what's the Beverly Hills that one? The, yeah. the, the one with, uh, what's her name from the first season? Taylor. Taylor? Yeah. And she's like yelling in the picture. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a big one. It's a big one. I know first that one so what? well. Yeah. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, okay, and it's that became a meme. Taylor Armstrong, you've seen the meme where somebody's definitely seen pulling it. her and she's screaming and like pointing. I don't even know it's about a cat. I've never saw yeah. that episode, but, but she's screaming and it's just became the most popular meme to, to, to you know, to uh to Reaction meme to like respond or, or to add to something else or mm -hmm. the whatever. Mm -hmm. It just became this thing. And it's so, I mean, even like on The Housewives, they're talking about it. Like they're talking about Taylor becoming meme celebrity because of that picture. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And that's just a weird notion like internet. I So in Portland, I went to this like DJ event at the park and somebody was like, are you freckle? And I'm like, well, like yes, I'm not not freckle. And they're like, and somebody, oh no. So that happens, which is always weird. Are you freckle? It's like, yes. Um, but somebody was like, oh, aren't you that internet celebrity? And it's like, how do you say yes to that? Because if you right. say yes, you sound cocky. Right. If you yeah. say no, you're a liar. You know? <laughs> right. So I was like, uh, and I like completely fumbled. I was like, uh, I, I like theater. It <laughs> <laughs> works. And I thought about it later and I was with my friend who's usually it's we had a very valerie cherished kind of situation because usually for for so many of our early 20s he was the one getting you know talked to on the street because he was the boyfriend of modern family and then now we go anywhere and i'm the one that gets people come up and like, oh, um which does is any, does anybody remember you see. from does anybody remember you from from your american idol i guess that was i would say that was not a <laughs> well, i don't know do I you know remember me viral of course of course i remember oh well, wow, yeah, I think people see it all together and they're like, what is happening? Um, that was really fun. And remember, I punked American Idol because I was really into Ashton yeah. Kutcher's prank reality show, Punk. Yeah. And I liked Candid Camera because it's like if I was going to sing, I would have sang Mary Had a Little Lamb, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mary had a little lamb. Just a little what, there for the viewers, <laughs> the listeners at home. But I sang I Touch Myself right. as a joke. <laughs> I don't want anybody else When I think about you I touch myself Oh yeah I honestly do I do I believe you I really do I believe you Is she talking to a puppy or Okay, <laughs> <laughs> say no, stay there Let's go I believe you So let's judge him down there Since we, yeah Okay, so Sam, She got me think? on my knees and I knew you'd get there eventually. <laughs> Jason, if you're comfortable down there, I'm cool with you. Can I come down and join me? No. Please. Uh, right, Jason, now, as much as I would love to spend no, a lot of time going through this, we're just going to go straight... Do you straight... want to spend a lot of time on no. Oh, my God! Oh my God. What? They just keep Do not coming. hit they on just... my friend. I'm sorry. Jason, Jason, right, we're going right. to... Right. We're going to vote. Right. Randy, yes or no? No. No. Cara? <laughs> no, honey. Katie? I feel um dirty, dirty. Whoa. <laughs> Katie, you make I me feel dirty. dirty. I've seen I know. those, I've I seen know. those it takes music videos. It takes a lot for me to feel dirty. 
I'm so sure I'm gonna it does. Say no. Especially with that top. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Okay, Jason, Jason, it's, it, we're, we're just going to say no, but that was very It was amusing. funny, though. It was entertaining. I'll see you later. Bye, Thank Jason. You. Okay. you made an impression. Yes. Very nice. And it's hard to make girls feel dirty. I know. Oh. Really? It's not hard for me. Whoa. But the point is, I'll see you next year. Got it. Oh, hey, okay. Whoa. Spunk, Got it. spunk, spunk. Three snaps in a Z formation. Yeah. Uh, Jason, just, just go around that. And Ryan will be waiting. I nice. think he liked you. That was uncomfortable. I was going to say. And, uh, and their reaction was so homophobic. And then the reaction on YouTube with all the comments being like, if I saw this person in the street, I'd sock him. Gay, yeah. fag. And it's like, isn't that like calling the kettle black? Like, I had no idea. Because I'm from L.A. So, And I went to an arts high school in L.A. Like, what I was doing, you know, I went to high school, like, Heim and stuff. And, like, what we were doing was, like, normal for us to go, like, Mm -hmm. goodwill thrift store vintage shopping like so i didn't know what middle america was and i didn't know that middle america like worships the hand that feeds them kind of thing like yeah. people like respect american idol i didn't know that so like mm, yeah i didn't know that it was gonna have a weird i thought everybody would be in on the fact that i'm like you, you didn't think it would be fun as subversive as it was dorky thing mm. no i did not think it was gonna be as subversive as it was that that dawn i mean yes and no i had also gone to a very like exquisite like art high school in LA doing Suzuki viewpoints which comes out of the postmodern dance world uses kinesthetic response and spatial relationship and I was doing Alexander technique and a lot of like very avant-garde theater like mm -hmm. real avant-garde theater and I was a teenager yeah. being put in adult shows so that was in my consciousness already yeah and then it was just into and and then my senior year i won the emerging Young artist award so i won this like twenty thousand dollars scholarship and i was like i don't want to go to university i want to do what marilyn monroe and james dean did i want to study the method so yeah. i did meisner and um michael Chekhov technique and i did the whole groundlings program and i did more alexander and more suzuki viewpoints but um well, so i don't so know it's hard every, to tell yeah. i feel a little bit um not to talk your ear off i do feel like sometimes my art is just like shedding yeah because it's i mean that moment was like and going back and watching it it's like oh by like ob it to me obviously to me it feels subversive but when you it watch it it's like God, the joke too. is it's so yeah, on like, I, mean, I thought it was more but not, not on Freckles' part, on, purpose. On, on the judges' part. I mean, there's yeah, this, like, so homophobic. The, the exchange you're having with even Katie oh, Perry. Oh, it, it's, it's, I was, uh, I'm at my friend's house right now, and there were, we had some, it was during pandemic, so it was like a, like a low-key little, like, not party, like, gathering, right? Mm -hmm, and yeah. some people came over, and they, they had never seen it, and I was like, I hate, like, I'm not going to put on my work and make everyone sit down mm -hmm. and watch it, but, you know. I'm not going to stop anybody if they do <laughs> somebody else does it. So when they do, it's like, oh, and literally, I don't know what it was, but something about even just the pandemic and we we're like queer people. It was like the homophobia screamed yeah. loudly yes. that yeah. in a way that I didn't even. It was Katie Perry's then. comment of you can't have these or you wish you could have these. And she was like referring to her breasts and it was. It was a strange, yeah. oh, right. it was awesome. a strange back and forth that was just very uncomfortable. And you handled it so so well. But yeah. it, I think it also harkens to like thank you. It, it harkens to like sort of this this early aughts trope of sort of like that being oh my acceptable. God, gay panic. It, being it was yeah. yeah. It just was to me when I looked back and I and it's kind of what fueled me to be like a performance artist. I looked back and I was like, 
if they were like, oh, hun, you're off key. Oh, yeah. babe, your pitch is, or you know what? That's not a good song. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah. But the whole reaction was the fact that I was a confident gay man at the time yeah. mm-hmm. on national yeah. television that no one had ever seen before. Because if you look at Will and Grace, those are pedantic, pedantic. Yeah. You know, sure. they're kind of subservient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The idea of a gay person was a hairdresser or a wedding planner. Mm-hmm. You never saw, let alone young. You didn't see a young, confident Axl Rose, you know. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. gay, <laughs> just being like, hey, what's up? Well, and also, yeah, it no, also no, helped. It, it got me thinking about, like, because there was a, sure, at the time, like, you were visibly, at least in, in the terms of early aughts, a gay, a young gay man. But, like, there is, it did hearken to sort of this gender fluidity conversation, even especially with Katie's comment. And, how you kind of evolved since then within sort of like being very gender fluid and sort of really doing what you want and defining yourself. And has it been like over the years since that moment and as you've sort of like, you know, discovered more about yourself, has it been hard to like get roles or like, what is it like for you in Hollywood doing what you do, being who you are? Oh, um, uh, well, there, there were a few questions in there. Um, I'm good I at that. Think, I'm really good. <laughs> so I want to I want to um, address them specifically. As far as it being hard for me as a person, my identity and my I've always felt like my gender is kind of punk rock, and that I'm like I don't give a fuck what you think about me. You know, when pe- I don't have I don't prefer I don't have a preferred pronoun. I go back and forth. I'm like whatever comes out of your mouth, it's fine. I use it for a while because I'm it. And everybody else is who? Um, so I, you know, and then I heard that like calling people it was problematic in the 70s. And I was yeah, like, oh sure. God, you can't win in this town, mm-hmm. you know? So I was like, okay, maybe I'll drop that. But then I was like, well, can I reclaim it? You know, it's not a thing. So there was that. I, um, more recently, I, I'm half Mexican. So I look very white, but I grew up in East LA with a predominantly Hispanic community family. And in my and and I'm uh, you know 18% Native American according to 23andMe, but <laughs> and in the Native American tradition there is two spirit and they were the storytellers and the yeah. and the medicine people and the healers and I'm like everything I do is storytelling healing and you know channeling the the dark or light arts yeah. uh, you know witchcraft into reality uh, or I like to say painting dreams into reality. Um, so I, and I also am lucky to live in literally LA, Silver Lake. Like I have, I don't find it hard. Mm-hmm. Now, Hollywood was a whole different thing. And so that's kind of why when we made the show, we made Freco have a role the size of any, that any other person would have had. Even though it is kind of like a smaller, I think less of me is always better personally, um, artistically, but um you know, Freckle is up there with the other characters. And so, and it wasn't the butt of the joke was their gender or something, even though there was like nip slip and there were some nods to it, but it, mm-hmm. it wasn't the, there were other things that could happen. And so in my reality, I was like, since I have a theater background, I was like, and especially in like theater background sounds like community theater or something or musicals. I never did musicals. Mm-hmm. I refused mm-hmm. mainly because I was like probably some internalized homophobia. Maybe I was like, I don't want to do that. That's what the gays do. Right. <laughs> I was like, I want to be in Arthur Miller plays and Tennessee right. Williams, you know, and, 
um, I want to be a serious actor. And then they put me in the comedies. So, um, and I always, now I say, I'm, I'm, a tra- I'm not a comedian. I'm a tragedy actress. It's everybody else who thinks I'm funny. Um, so I, that being said, uh, I played, I, Freckle had this space in the show and I was like, well, that makes sense because as an avant-garde theater maker, artist, I have to make the art I want to see in this world. It's not going to yeah. come from Hollywood. Yeah, you know, I was sick you. and tired of auditioning for the wedding planner of the hairstyle. So I was like, "That's mm. gross." Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's pedantic and pedantic. <laughs> um, and I just don't like it. So I was yeah. like, so I always knew I was like, whatever I do is going to be like, it's going to be like a John Waters indie film. It's going to be a rock band that I make like Nirvana in my garage. Like it's whatever mm-hmm. I'm going to do is going to take off. I always knew that since day one. Yeah, and I think that whatever I continue to do will take off like the EP that I'm releasing at the end of the month Ooh, um, you and my single called don't is it called pedantic pedantic does that sound no, like a line that... of adult underwear it does it does yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. do you wait do you so, want to do you want to plug that do you want to plug the EP it's called don't hold back it's coming out it was produced uh by dash hutton he's uh he's was the himes drummer forever he's the son of um hutton it, we recorded in hutton hutton. studios Are you familiar with three dog night in laurel canyon yes. it's got a, like a yes. real cool 70s vibe don't oh, cool. hold back Honey, there's not enough time. Yeah, well, I, you know, I'll save it. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. So, you know, I always was like, we're going to have, I'm gonna, if I'm going to do me or if I'm going to work and I'm going to make my art in this world, it's uh-huh. going to be on my terms. It's yeah. not going to, Hollywood is so tacky to me. I was, again, I'm watching the comeback the first season again, marveling at how meta and brilliant it is. It was 2005 because yeah. I kept telling my friend, oh, it's 10 years ago. It's 10 years ago. It was, it was like, even no, before it was that, I think. It was 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wasn't they're using, they're using like razor. That. They're using, uh, they're not even using Blackberries. They're using like <laughs> yeah, flip, phones. flip phones. Yeah. And I'm like, it just goes to wow. show that like we, the peep, the where media is in the mainstream gaze, gaze, G A Z, is so. Yeah. But it, it's weird to me that it's so backwards because I'm like, but then in the 60s and 70s, we had John Waters. We had Cassavetes. Yeah. We had the remote. So we had, there was, there's so many cool things throughout history that have been edgy. And, mm-hmm. But I guess what you learn in television, which I learned the hard and long way, is that there's this development hell. Yeah. And by the time it gets, you know, metastasized and butchered and chopped and shaped and mm-hmm. morphed it's so it's lost neutered. any remnants yeah. neutered yeah. that's good and of it's sort of any... like this 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 dance of sort of like what will you what are you willing to give up what aren't you willing to give up how what can you concede in terms of the development process like there's it's definitely yeah. a dance to how to stay true to yourself yeah so i think like because i'm classically trained having gone to this arts high school winning that award doing meisner doing all these things if i wanted to shave my head and get a six-pack i think that as an actor i had the ability to do a lot of things certainly like a true chameleon not to toot my own horn but i just felt more called that whatever genetic makeup hormonal makeup of this kind of freak that I am it felt mm. more important for me to let my freak flag wave mm. sorry 
<laughs> I'm choking, not crying. Yeah. <laughs> um, if that makes sense. And I can yeah. elaborate, yeah. but it made more sense for me to do freckle to the, yeah. to the fullest. And so then, you know, Brian and I were puttering around town, hanging out and it just worked, you know, a lot yeah. of freckle stuff in the show is that is, was my apartment. That was where my, um, silk kimonos though that was my makeup style that was <laughs> i had been doing freckle on stage for 10 years i like akbar you know so yeah. i used to see brian running around los feliz in uh jean shorts actually jogging in jean shorts <laughs> yeah because he lived on vermont yeah and i thought that that was one of the most ridiculous things to do ever. <laughs> um, i supported his journey but i thought he was an idiot for doing it <laughs> <Chafing alone laughs> it's just like horrible to do that yeah oh well, my God. he is a gym yeah. bunny yeah he likes yeah. to exercise and he is uh, a sober person so i feel like when you're sober you have a lot of like you got to get it Moment. out. Yeah, you got to get and it you don't out. Care, yeah. You don't. You don't care about running. Running appropriate shorts, like that's all. Like you know, <laughs> totally. you, just, you have to just go. You yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and then I would say that. So then from Freckle, it brought a lot of things. Like Amy Poehler wrote me into Wine Country. Mm -hmm. um, my friends put me in Search Party. Like, oh, did I ever book anything? I actually auditioned for. I'm not sure. Uh, well, two commercials. <laughs> I got two commercials when I was like on my before Freckle. Uh, one was a PlayStation commercial and one was a Magnum ice cream commercial. Mm -hmm. um, a PlayStation commercial? Yeah, and neither aired oh, because the, the PlayStation one had me wear a black lace thong oh. and um, you think it's a woman from behind. That was, okay, so I get the, you know, have you guys been on commercial auditions? It's just, it's just yeah. the whole racket, but it's, it's kind of funny. And I... Um, and I was, okay, I was getting, I was going on commercial audition. So I got the commercial agent from having done the American Idol thing. And so I would go on these things as like college kid or whatever. And I would get really close to getting the parts because I'm good. And a producer would take me aside and be like, they really, really like you, but can you tone down the gay? Oh. And I remember always being like, no. <laughs> Like, no, right. I don't, yeah. what does that even mean? You want me to lower my voice? <laughs> you want me to walk in like John Wayne? You know, like, what does that mean? Low, tone down the gay, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. um, so, but this is real. And, and, and I'd be like, the thing that you like about me, and I remember, and again, this is before game, I'm, I'm older, I'm 33, you know, this is before gay marriage was legalized. And I was like, if I'm eating Skittles, I can be a queer person eating Skittles. Like I'm not going to jeopardize who I, my authenticity and who I am mm -hmm. to get the, to get a part, to get the, it didn't, it wasn't that important to me, honestly. And certainly not lucratively because it's so hard for any visibility for my yeah. or queer people. Um, but I was like, ugh. so my grandma had died. I like got like, we sold her a house and I got like a, a little, a tiny little coin. Right. And so I got the check and I put it in my bank account. And I'm saying this because I do think that in this industry, things are cosmic and spiritual. And I had this audition and I was like, you know, if they say anything about my gender, I'm going to say, fuck you. Because I really wanted to, you know, just tell a cast yeah. director, you know what, go fuck yourself. Um, that's the actual rose in me, you know. And so I go, I'm like, I get my hair blown out. I loved getting blowouts. And I had this like snap button cowboy and a long sleeve t-shirt or shirt and um and i fucking didn't read on the thing it said it was a call for men with long hair and wearing a black tank top 
Oh. I was like, God damn it. Because I go in and these like beautiful model guys with long hair and black tank tops. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm so, I never remember to read the fine print. And um, this one sweet guy was like, you want to wear mine when I'm done with the audition? And I was like, oh, no, but that's so sweet. Thank you. I'll get your number. No. Um, so, because they were like straight guys. And so I go in and because I still had that edge of like, if they say anything, I'm going to say, fuck you. Right. Mm-hmm. So I go in and I'm like, hey, guys, because I had already gone on like hundreds of auditions where I was nervous. So it was finally I was like, hey, guys, like I didn't read the thing about the black thing top. And I wasn't going to say sorry because you don't want to admit guilt. Yeah, yeah, so I was just like, course. and they were like, oh, that's fine. Just take your shirt off. And I was like. okay that's a whole other yeah okay yeah and but i didn't miss a beat and i I, again i had the snap button so i said all right and i snapped the buttons off and i was doing groundlings at the time so i was really into like oh yeah i was really into like playing and so they were like we want you to like have your back to us so it looks like you know your long hair I, I don't have my long hair anymore. I went orphan Annie for a, for a role. And then you were supposed to whip around. We realized it's a man and you say, get your game face on. Oh. And I was like, oh, I could do that. And so I had a lot of fun doing it. And then I got the call back and then I got it. And then they were like, do you mind shaving your ass? And I was like, that's mm-hmm. okay. Um, and then they put me in this black lace thong and a blonde wig. I was like a hundred pounds less than I am now. I was very skinny at the time. And and I did it. And I oh. don't think I, whoever's idea was it was it was that classic gimmick of like, it looks like a woman from behind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a man. Right. You know, and it had any like straight dude done it, like with long hair and you turn it like the joke would have paid off. But because of I am this like evocative Lady Godiva, um, it <laughs> I think res- it didn't air. It, it yeah. didn't air. Yeah. You <laughs> had enough confidence to, to, to know what you were doing. Yeah. That's well, great. I wish we could see yeah. it, but there's plenty, plenty of freckle to find online and elsewhere. Oh, and... it's on my Instagram. You can find it. Somebody oh, secretly like sent me a the. I don't even remember. One. Oh, that's great. I've lost a lot of money. Anyway, but uh, well, where can yeah. we find? Where can we find? Thank you for being here. We loved having you. And yeah, where can thank we, you. people find you on? Oh, is this Lord, it? Are we all good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. I mean, we're still oh, recording. We want to recording. know. Yeah, we want to know where people fi- can find you if they're yeah. listening. Oh well, my main Instagram is freckle. Freckle, you know, the at yeah. sign Freckle. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm currently writing right now uh, my next show. Uh, I plan to do a lot of live theater. Mm. I think theater, live performance, stand-up. Uh, I'm bringing vaudeville back. Nice. And I'm releasing my EP, so you'll be able to get that on all right. streaming platforms, iTunes, uh, Spotify, um, and the track is Don't Hold Back. We'll the be second on title, track though. Is- I only listen to title. So. Oh, it will be untitled. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. I called Thank Beyonce. You for it. So, good. Yeah. good. Thank you, Freckle. Um, of course. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. And another thing. So we recently got a DM from a listener who listens to mm. us while were studying. There in, were there nudes? There were no nudes, which I'm mm. surprised we don't get more nudes. I think we yeah. should. I encourage listeners to send us nudes. I mean, be Oh, I don't. Be tasteful. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. like don't get gross or anything. But like, you know what I mean? Just like a little slip or something. I think it's sure. fun. And, and, yeah. and, and any gender, show, too. Show us a I'm little here ball. for all of them. I'm yeah. here for all of them. Ball, nip, show whatever. A little badge. Ball. Like, I'm here. Okay, anyway. We have a, a, a listener who is listens to us in med school while he's studying, and he 
sort of tipped me off on sort of something that I'm actually going through right now. So he, mm. he was talking about um, this doctor, Dr. Roy Zucker at Mount Sinai in New York, who specializes in LGBTQ plus medicine, which is like, mm. he's the first to like specialize in LGBTQ plus medicine. Mm. And for me, I constantly want, I primarily want either queer or female doctors, ideally like lesbians. I want, I want queer yeah. women doctors <clears throat> for everything, dentist, like primary, like all of it. Like I want, I want only gay doctors, like queer mm -hmm. doctors. And it's really hard to find them. And to find, I recently went to a dentist and it was like this weird, because I mean, I walk into the dentist and I have, I have my, like my purse basically with me and I look the way that I do. And it's, you can feel sometimes the judgment. Like there's, you're just this character that they're not used to seeing coming in for medical yeah. treatment. And it's uncomfortable. And it kind of got me thinking about how, like, I know I'm definitely not alone in people who are, feel uncomfortable with medical care. Like trans people regularly are, are facing sort of hurdles with getting proper medical care. We were talking about yeah. earlier, um, Brent, you were talking about earlier with women and women sometimes like getting different sorts of treatment, especially even like lesbians who they go to male doctors, straight male doctors, and there you have misogyny mixed in with homophobia yeah. there. And like so many, and also a lot of queer people are underinsured because queer people are often are lower in the socioeconomic <clears throat> bracket. They don't have the insurance oh, to get yeah. preventative medical care. And so like, there's a yeah. lot of hurdles with it. What do you, do you yeah. guys want like queer doctors? Like what's, what's that been experience been for you guys? So I've always, so I, I actually had a friend uh, that he and I were lamenting this recently. We, <laughs> we had the same dream where like from the age of like 18, I'd always wanted to become friends with my general practitioner, regardless mm. of whether they were gay or straight. And I'm always just like on what? different Why? because I don't know, like you could, I, I think it's like, feels like kind of cool to be friends with a doctor. I don't know. It's, it's kind of ridiculous, but like, um, I'd always wanted to be friends with a doctor, but I also, I, I don't, think I've ever had a gay doctor and all the doc I feel like I go to different doctors like every like 18 months because I'm always on like a new insurance and like yeah. I have to you know start everything over again and but I, I guess I don't know maybe um being someone who is a little bit more straight acting how dare you <laughs> uh it just doesn't it doesn't phase me as as much and I'm never like I'm not afraid to like you know, sometimes I'll mention being gay and that, you know, obviously plays into, you know, it plays a significant role in your health. And, and mm -hmm. I don't think I've, I don't, I, I guess in all my years, I, I never feel like I've had like, a, like a negative or, or, or different response from a doctor. So it, it's not super meaningful to me, but I get why it would be for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I have, I, I only want to see like a queer doctor, at least as a general practitioner. Um, mm -hmm. I, I've never been, I mean, I had a doctor once who was like a couldn't like he was such a fucking dope just like a true true like galoot you know like a real yeah. ofi dope and like when i would mention gay stuff he just was like it didn't it didn't it just i just knew noticed that it would like that it was like oh that's a consider you know like he would he would he would he would you know realize that or whatever yeah. Yeah. and he wasn't homophobic or anything like that but he was just dumb but you know after that i just i i was like no i need a queer doctor i need a queer therapist i need yeah. I need somebody who understands it. And uh, mm -hmm. especially from a gay perspective, I think gay health, health for gay men and gay women and trans people and everybody in between, I just think you're more likely to find, I just do think you're more likely to find respect, understanding and warmth mm -hmm. from somebody who is in the community. And I also, I also say that from somebody who has watched like my sister and mother undergo like 
true, true uh, misogynistic mm-hmm, healthcare yeah. from prof- professional male professionals who have misdiagnosed them, completely yeah. ignored their what they're actually going through and caused real real problems. So yeah. I just prefer I just prefer that's a, not a, a queer person. That's not to say that queer doctors can't be assholes because course, I have sure. experienced firsthand. Oh the, yes, you have the the bad side of queer doctors, and this and this isn't because he was queer necessarily. I think it kind of was actually where. <laughs> When I was first, before I got diagnosed with cancer and everything, I went to this doctor here in Los Angeles because he was the gay doctor, right? He was like the gay doctor that uh, was every, Elliot's everyone, doctor, right? I wasn't going to yes, say but that. I don't, but, but I don't go to, I don't go to yeah. see him now. I see his partner. Yeah. yeah. So, but I was, I was going to try to keep that mom, <laughs> but oh, they, you know. yeah, but they, I went to this doctor because every gay guy I knew went to this doctor and he was fine. I got an appointment really quick and everything. And the pain that I had, he assumed it was an STD. He just assumed because I was mm. a gay guy that I had had some sexual experience, which I had not really had a sexual experience that would have that, you know what I mean? I, I, yeah. it, just, it was unlikely that it was an ST, very, very unlikely, but he was insistent that it was. And I, of course, then was going down this rabbit hole of like, am I like the, you know, Virgin Mary of like HIV or something? Like, do I have like, what is yeah. like, do I have something and don't know it? Is it manifested itself in me or something? And it turned out he was really, really wrong. And it was actually what I had thought it was the entire time. And he was just so mm. convinced I was this sex crazed homo that he went in this direction just assumed that i was like this and yeah funnily enough his partner is um like a lesbian pretty like staunch lesbian i fucking love her yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. oh you know what i realized after i said what i said about never i realized i have a urologist that i go to occasionally who who is a gay man and he's great and i like him but he's like only a couple years older than than me yeah um and i'll see him on dating apps and it totally weirds me out that's interesting like would you be weirded out if like your doctor like liked you on him you've seen your therapist oh my god of course i wouldn't yeah me no just uh yeah i saw my therapist once years ago and but it wasn't it wasn't it was perfectly normal and like there was nothing weird or or off-putting about it but yeah i don't i don't want to see i don't want to see that i don't want to see that at all and uh but i I mean go ahead Oh, Brent, you you spe- specifically when it comes to mental health, you don't want to see a th- queer ther- therapist. <laughs> I don't really. I always Why? Don't yeah. I always? Do. I had one queer therapist uh, a couple of years ago, and I thought he was perfectly fine and professional. I've always had this deep seated discomfort with because I have. I think maybe because my dad was in the sciences, I have this like undying respect for like people who are in the sciences, so to speak. Whether yeah. that's you know, physics or, or, or mental health. And I also have um, no faith in gay people to not be sexual. So I'm always afraid <laughs> those two clash when I'm in, when I have a gay therapist yeah. and I'm always afraid they'll either say something inappropriate or I, and I know this is wildly inappropriate and like would be, would be, you know, bars for dismissal, but I'm always afraid they're going to like hit on me. And I'm not yeah. saying that in like an arrogant way. I just, I've just had this weird fear my whole life that like I'll have like <laughs> like like a sleazy therapist who yeah. you know and I I had a therapist once who asked me my <clears throat> my background like my mm-hmm. ethnic background which is a perfectly fine normal question like there's nothing wrong with that he also yeah. was kind of freudian so he was like doing the whole like he was trying to chart my family I was like fuck off but like I 
like I've always used, I like asking people that. And I always ask them that usually when I'm attracted to them. So for me, it was like, oh, like that's like my, that's like what I asked someone like at a bar or something. Yeah. Oh, what's your background? And so I was so uncomfortable by that. And Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a big deal. I had, I had a moment, I had a doctor in New York who <laughs> he gave me a prostate exam, which, you know, I was more than ready for, not to brag. Right. And, <laughs> and, more than ready for. and then like, I went to another doctor here in Los Angeles and I told the doctor, oh yeah, like, you know, maybe two years ago, this I was giving them my report of like what I had done previously. And the doctor was like, you're way too young for that. Like why? Yeah, that's like 40 <sighs> and above. And I didn't know, cause I don't know. You know what I mean? And it was, it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was. Were you pierced then? <laughs> I mean, I didn't your mind. Taint, your taint piercing? I was, I, to me, even though I know it was very wrong and unethical, most likely, and for him to do that, I was also kind of like, well, I hope I had a good show that day. Like, I hope well, I gave yeah, it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Because I didn't mind it. Like, it was. I well, definitely like, could not imagine going to a, a not going to a queer therapist. I just think it's too. Yeah, it's too. I, I don't. It's yeah. yeah, it's too intertwined. I, I I went to one straight therapist once for a couple of weeks after a really rough breakup, and yeah. he was the one who, as you might remember, suggested <clears throat> that I join the Body Electric. Yes, which it turns out oh, is a. Yeah. <clears throat> It's a body yes. positive, like sex <laughs> workshop for older yeah. men. No, it's, oh, it's not for you. So obsessed. Not for me. Not but for then you. he also was like, he also truly was like, uh, you can make payment out to uh, my email address on PayPal or whatever, or something like this, where his email address was literally like laxbro88 AOL.com. I was like, bye bye. I have my therapist is a black lesbian, and it is, I've had her for eight years now and yeah. it's it's wait you have a therapist yes of course i have a therapist and a psychiatrist <laughs> Me too. oh my god i had no yeah. idea you had a yeah. you had a therapist oh uh, yeah you need, you need you need talk therapy and then you need the drugs baby yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. i see i, I see it all i see her only once a month now because it's i i that's yeah. really all i need yeah. but yeah yeah it's uh but you know she's been she's been sort of my rock you know to Listen, be honest with you i couldn't tell you the 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 race of any of my therapists because i don't see race like you do alan ah, well, i didn't choose her because she was black i just chose well, her because she was good some of us some of us see past that <laughs> <Just saying. laughs> what would your aunt say Brad, what would your Aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show? Your Uncle Hamilton has actually been to the Garden City, Long Island, Body Electric meetup. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, the Body Electric. My Aunt Joanne would say, you know, I don't think there's anything uh, uh, unscrupulous about you seeing your uncle as a therapist. He is a practicing doctor, you know. <laughs> How about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, the only requirement I ever had for a doctor was that he was attractive. It's always my break from Uncle Ray. You know, he can diddle me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a prostate exam, why don't you? Uh, Literally, I think she probably gets off on oh, I've never guys, seen her doctor. Guys, but. that's crass. <laughs> that is It's so something my crass. Aunt Anne would do. It is very something my Aunt Anne would do. Oh, she was always trying God. to have an affair. Always. Oh my God. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Elliot. I'm Elliot, the body electric blazer. That's right. <laughs> and I'm sitting I am, there naked right now. I am Brent Sullivan. And oh, I was waiting for M H Diddle Me Scott. <laughs> H Scott. I know. We're not all good at improv, Elliot. Way to way to point it out. <laughs> Don't yes and him. Yeah, no yeah. him. <laughs>
Oh, okay, she's, good. Oh, this bitch moist. She moist.